0: Welcome to Your Favorite Self with me, Sophia Hyde. I'm on a mission to change the conversation in the personal growth space to one that gives you back all the power. Gone are the days of pursuing things that other people told us to value. The beauty of the word favorite is that it means you have full ownership to declare what you want. This is a space for conversations centered around how to birth those desires that are sitting just beneath the surface. As a certified Master Life Coach, I'm here to help you get tangible results and transformation. So let's get to work. Hello, welcome back favorites. So today we are going to talk about our calendars and how sometimes they can get full and overwhelmed and we can feel really busy because of our fear of disappointing people. <laughs> so there's a direct correlation between people pleasing and productivity. <laughs> and that's what we want to talk about. So this came up because you know I started this group coaching program Unleashed for entrepreneurs who are easily distracted. Um, many of the people in the room have ADHD and that I do too. So it's fine. And what, uh, I saw, uh, cause I have this weekly ritual that we do to manage, um, our time and prioritize tasks because it's important, you know, move projects forward, get a lot of shit done. And so I have like a five minute thing that they send me each week and I review it and we coach on that. And what was interesting was there was a pattern between everybody's place i asked for where they're feeling sa- i i call i call it sandpaper or friction right so what doesn't feel smooth right now like where is it where is it like rough and feeling like it's rubbing up against and it was interesting because they were all very different scenarios of situations but more than half of them at the end of the day Came down to people pleasing, even if the person was like, "Oh no, no, this isn't people pleasing." I'm like, "Hmm." In some way, it is because in one, some way, shape, or form, they were all, all of them, their, their time and their energy was being affected by things they had taken on or agreed to do because either somebody else asked them to. Or they were afraid of upsetting a person by not doing it, or in one case, upsetting a person by advocating for themselves, by like saying something had to be taken care of. So, you know, I'm just going to do it and take take it on myself because if I say something, then they might get upset and I don't want to damage the relationship, right? So in some way, shape, or form, their calendar and their stress and their overwhelm was affected because they were people-pleasing. And I know this well because I I have been – I've done a lot of people-pleasing. Now, I've also done a lot of, you know, displeasing. (laughs) I think the art of allowing people to be disappointed – was one that took me a while to cultivate. Cause once I learned that I should say no, that I can like say no, I started saying no in ways that really hurt people's feelings. So I was really bad at it for a long time. And then I would say yes because I had hurt so many people's feelings. I was like, oh gosh, right? So it took a while to finesse the no. And so that's what I want to talk about today. Is first of all. Real quick, just look at your calendar and if there is anything that you're doing that you don't really wanna do, you might have to say no. And sometimes it actually is easy. So let's go ahead and take the low-hanging fruit. Maybe you were invited to a thing that you can't go and you just need to change the RSVP to a no. And that's okay. I have had to say no to things I genuinely wanted to do, like really, really, really wanted to do, but the math wasn't mathing, right? So I've had to say no to whether I'm just, just different things that are popping up in my head is when I've, I've missed a baby shower. I've missed, um, my siblings are both in the performing arts and I don't always, I, I, I rarely get to go to their performances because they're in the evenings and weekends and I have kids, right? And so I, I rarely get to go to those because there's only, so, I only have so much bandwidth in my calendar, in my week and with my kids. And um, I've had to miss out on events that other friends were putting on. Maybe it was for a charity or for, I've, I've, you know, I, you guys, I've mentioned before that I really enjoy politics, and so maybe there's like a person coming to town or an event, and I'm like, that would be really cool to go to, or a panel discussion. I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love that. And so sometimes I just have to say no because it's about bandwidth. And so let's talk about that first. The low hanging fruit that comes down to priorities, because there's a lot of things I love, like really, really enjoy. And there's a lot of people I love. And there's, uh, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of causes I care about. There's so many things I could say yes to. So that, those no's, those just come down to managing my priorities. Like, can you go or can you not? That no one's gonna be upset if I say no. Like, no, I'm not available it's not, there's nothing dramatic about it. This is why I call it low-hanging fruit. There's nothing dramatic. There's nobody's going to be in a tizzy. It's just that sometimes us just can't, right? And so those come down to this, again, last week we talked about managing your energy. This is about the and managing your energy. And if you look at your calendar, do you have time? Because sometimes what we do is we're like, oh, I don't have any other appointments. Yes, I can go. Mm, you forgot to look at all the priorities. So what do you need to restore your energy? Is this going to affect your ability to get a full night's sleep? Is this going to affect your ability to... Um maybe it's your exercise that you normally do at that time, right? So for me, I know exercise happens in the morning. If I stay up too late or stay out too late, then I can't get up as early, right? So there's this domino effect. So technically, sure, I could go to that, but then there's consequences the next day when either I'm not running on enough sleep or I had to skip my exercise, right? And so is this really worth the cost, right? And sometimes, sometimes it is, but not not all the time, right? And so it's that managing that, is this worth the lack of sleep or the, the skipping my workout or moving it to another time or, you know, whatever's happening in the in, in this situation. Um, sometimes it is um, prioritizing being with my kids. Like, no, I'm saying no because my actual priority is to be at home and be there for bedtime or be there for having dinner with my kids or watching TV with them. Like I might actually I'd say no to a lot of things on weekends because we have a poly, we it's not a it's not locked in stone um but it the, okay, very occasionally less than once a month we make an exception because we just can't get out of a circumstance. But for the most part we have one day at home and one day we're doing something. And the reason I say it doesn't always work out is this week my daughter – I have a book signing and my daughter is in a play. And so we have her production and we have a book signing the next day. So we are going to be gone two days. And and we really try to avoid those. This is just one where the math just wasn't mathing. There was just too many things that had to fit into the month of February. And, and a bunch of stuff is coming up in March. You know, things we couldn't control, right? So we do the best we can. But it, it rarely happens like this. But – um, we try to guard really hard. We try to guard one day a week that we don't leave the house. And so that means we say no to stuff. And you're like, wait, you're saying no, but you're literally sitting at home doing nothing. Exactly. Because that day to sit home and usually we're not doing nothing. We're figuring out the grocery shopping. We're meal planning. We're getting all the laundry done for the week. We're cleaning the house. Like, we're also... Resting and restoring our energy. On this past Sunday, we watched three movies. One of them was a Marvel film and was three hours long. So what is that? That's like three plus two, seven hours of just sitting on the couch as a family watching TV. But we've we've been on the go so much with the with my kids' activities that we needed that. That was restorative to all of us. So yeah, I said no to something so I could literally sit on the couch, do nothing. But that was important to me. Like we needed to restore our energy as a family we were we were exhausted, right? And so sometimes this low hanging fruit is just about understanding your priorities. Do you need to replenish your energy? are are you are all of the priorities in your life that matter the most um, do they have the room on the calendar that they need? okay? So that's those are the easy notes. Now let's move to the next layer of the a little bit more challenging nose. Okay. These are ones where what I like to say is somebody's gonna get disappointed either way. Now, with that first example, I'm like, no, I can't go to the thing. Oh man, we're gonna miss you. They're gonna have fun either way. Nobody's really disappointed. It's it's not a really big deal they got their own lives to worry about. They don't really care whether I'm there or not. I'm the one that cares because I have FOMO and I wish I could be there and I really want to, but I I need to stay home, right? That one, nobody's really disappointed. Um, But that next layer is a little more uncomfortable because you know maybe they really want you there or there's going to be like a weird conversation about it or, you know, there's like this sense of obligation. And sometimes – It is all a story in our head. The the other person actually doesn't care, but we think that they do. And so to avoid their hypothetical hurt feelings that weren't even actually gonna happen, we will then go out of obligation, which is crazy, but it happens all the time. (laughs) That we make up stories that they're gonna be upset when in reality, they didn't actually care one one way or the other. But let's say you perceive and assume that they're gonna be disappointed. So you do it anyway and you overextend yourself, and now you're giving from a place of exhaustion and obligation, and you go do the thing to avoid them feeling disappointed, and now you're in burnout, you're exhausted, you're behind on things in your life, and guess what? Now you're disappointed. So what I like to say in these situations is, somebody is gonna be disappointed either way, I will no longer disappoint myself, because I have to live with that. I have to live with the disappointment. And we are each responsible for our own actions, our own behaviors, and our own feelings, right? And so I'm the one that has to live with this. I have removed myself, and its I've done a lot of work around this, but I've removed myself from giving a lot of weight to other people's actions, behaviors, and words. its It's their own life. They got their own stuff going on. So how they behave... I don't let that affect me anymore, right? So if somebody is super disappointed because they didn't go to a thing, like that's their work to do. Because if they don't have the boundaries in their life to be to understand what it means to protect your energy and to not need to go because you're gonna be exhausted. Like if they're remember, we judge others for what we judge ourselves for. So I can think of this scenario where I totally got a side-eye from (laughs) this mom who (laughs) wanted me to do this thing that I just could not volunteer for, but in her mind, I very much should have volunteered for it, and I totally got, like, side-eyed for it. What's going on? I know exactly what's going on there. She's very annoyed, very annoyed that I am not volunteering for all these things she's volunteering for, because even though my daughter is involved in them, um... It's cuz I can't. I literally can't. And if they said the only way your daughter could do this is if you if you volunteered for it, I'd have to have a conversation with my kid and be like, "I'm sorry, baby, we can't. Mommy mommy's at max capacity. Mommy doesn't have more to give," right? But this mom, she is giving from exhaustion and burnout. And therefore when she looks at me and my no, she's a little pissed off, right? There's a little resentment, there's a little bitterness cuz she's like How dare you have the nerve to say no? Like, look at how busy I am. Look at all the things on my plate, and I'm still managing to do this thing. Yeah, not that. That ain't my problem, honey. The fact that you're in burnout and you're overextended and you're exhausted and you have too much on your plate and you're still giving anyway is not my problem. It's not my problem. And so I'm not responsible for her feelings. And if she wants to be disappointed in me, this is this is actually her growth to do. Because I know that I am giving and doing as much as I can, but I'm not willing to disappoint myself. I am not willing to, like, I will pay for it if I don't take care of my health and my sleep and my family and grow my business. Like, I'm the one who has to deal with the consequences of that. So- not, I'm not going to do that to myself, my family. My kids are the ones who get snapped at because mom doesn't have enough energy and is, is in burnout. Like, I'm not going to do that to my kids. So, yeah, no, I'm not. I had to say no. Now, trust me, I have given many hours to volunteerism over the years. I just can't right now. And I will again. I just can't right now. And that's okay. And I say that to say, like, hurt. This is an example of where I just have to. This I have to let her not like me, or be disappointed in me, or side-eyed me. That's her problem, and it doesn't. It doesn't rile me up. It doesn't bother me. If she wants to feel that way, that's her work to go do. Because there are other women who are volunteering and giving with proper balance, and I should say men too, because it's not just women. But they are. They do have the bandwidth, and so. Their perception, and this is what I always told myself, was when I was volunteering, and maybe somebody else wasn't. Was, you know, what I do have this bandwidth and this capacity, and I can, and so I'm grateful that I can do this, and I can. I am in a season of my life, or a job, or whatever it is that I get to do this, and so this is a gift to the other moms who can't, for whatever reason that they can't, right? And so that's how I like to frame it for myself, and it's not my problem if she's not there. If that's not where her growth is at. So can you allow people to be disappointed in you? That's a muscle that you have to grow. Because somebody's gonna be disappointed either way. Okay. So that's the second that's like the next layer. We've got that. The low-hanging fruit is just the stuff you can say no to that, nobody cares. The second one is where somebody might be disappointed in you, and can you Grow your bandwidth and your capacity to let other people have whatever feelings they want about you and for you to know that it's actually about them. Like, this is literally their problem to deal with. It's not your responsibility to teach people how to manage their own disappointment. Like, people are allowed to be disappointed in me. I'm I'm okay with that. I just won't disappoint myself. All right, next level and this is the one that came up on um, our co- group coaching call yesterday, was where it's a little bit more complicated because this is a person, maybe this person who you think might be disappointed or aggravated if you say no to the thing, it's a different level or dynamic. Now, this can happen with family or friends. But in this particular case, what we were dealing with, because this was a bunch of entrepreneur. Um, Women, what we were dealing with was clients who asked for a thing, and you're like, well, they're paying me, and we're exchanging this product or service, and they want me to do this thing, therefore I should. And all of them, I'm purposely leaving, purposefully leaving out the industry because it applied to everyone in the room, clients who ask for a thing that you don't really want to give or do because you know it's for different reasons whether you actually hate doing that thing or it's going to majorly cause this like domino effect of problems or what is the most common is clients who ask for a thing and you know it's kind of stupid or pointless and not going to give them the results so it's like uh they want me to do this because either they saw it online and their friends are doing it or the, it was an idea that they heard and you're like, this is just, in my professional opinion, because I do this all day long, I know that this is not actually that great of an idea. And so I don't want to do it. Can you tell a client no? Or sometimes maybe it's like your 90-year-old grandmother that you're like, I can't disappoint her. Like, I can't tell her no, right? So sometimes we're in relationship dynamics where you're like, this is a person that I cannot let down. Let's talk about that. Okay, with these people that there's this added layer of some belief where I cannot let them down. These nuanced no's. By the way, I'm still advocating for you not doing the thing. <laughs> if you think this is it's either going to super exhaust you and drain you or it's a it's a bad idea to do. Um I want to talk about those. Those come from a place of like that comes down to the way that you say no or let them know you can't do the thing that they're shitting all over you Um, is to understand that you can't, you're not going to talk to their logic, okay? So when you have to let, break the bad news that you're not going to do the thing, this is not about logic. Understand this isn't about... um this is where I did a lot of harm in the past, is I'd be like, nope, sorry, I can't, and then like end it there, and be like, look at me, I'm so proud of myself for saying no, but then I freaking made a mess, (laughs) okay? What we do here is we go a level deeper and understand that we're actually talking to their emotions. So your job here is to ask more questions, Figure out why did they want the thing? What were they hoping is going to be the result? What was their perception? Like figure out how they're feeling about it and then speak – to the feelings and bring them to safety. At the end of the day, our brains want safety. But if you try to talk to a logic brain to bring it back to safety, you're not going to. Safety is an emotional perception. Am I safe with her? Can I trust her? So in this case, we're gonna go with the business world. You're exchanging money. So it doesn't matter what industry that you're in. I had five or six different industries represented yesterday, but at the end of the day, all of them have cl- their clients feel vulnerable because I'm giving you money. And what this is about, it's about trust. I'm giving you money to, and I'm gonna trust you with this area of my life. And I want to make sure that this money is well spent. I don't want, you know, this is important to me. And so if you are going to say no to the thing that they think that they want, can you also leave them feeling safe? Maybe this looks like education. So maybe this looks like um, finding out why they want the thing that they want, what they think it's going to help with them with, and then educating them on yeah, I totally understand that. You know, it's a real common trend. A lot of people do it. But, you know, here's what we have found these numbers, this data, this statistic, at the end of the day, it doesn't actually deliver that result. So it's just a lot of people spitting their wheels, wasting time for something that's so not actually going to give them results. But what we are going to do is this thing over here which is a different way we can spend our time, our energy, and our resources that is more highly efficient and delivers better results. And here's why I think this is a much better use of our resources, right? So now you've told them no, yet <clears throat> you've helped them feel safe and secure. And that is the finesse. And so like, let's hop over to our, our grandmother who wants you to go to the thing. What she wants, maybe she wants you to do something. Maybe she's asking you. I, I've heard this. I have I'm just thinking of a past client from a couple years ago who grandma was calling all the time, wanting her to run errands, right? Can you take me to store? Can you do this? And it was like it was getting to a ridiculous point and really causing disruptions in her life. Like she's like, I cannot do this. You know what? You know what grandma wanted? What grandma wanted was time. She wanted to see her granddaughter. So she thought, if I ask her to take me to the store. She will, and then I'll get to see her. Grandma was lonely, okay? So Grandma didn't actually need the groceries. I mean, maybe she did, but she put it off so that she, so that she could get time with the granddaughter. And so it was causing a lot of disruption in my client's life. And so what it really came down to was a conversation of figuring out what's Grandma's real need, and it was that she's lonely. And so no, she wasn't going to continue to meet the loneliness with the running of the errands of the unnecessary groceries. They then concocted a different plan. And she started calling grandma on her commute to work and then putting on the calendar for family dinners because there's a lot of other people in her life that also wanted to see her, um, my client. She has all the family's local and they're all really close. And as her career was growing and then she entered a relationship, there was like way too many, like she couldn't keep up with all these things. So then she just started uh, Friday night picking a different restaurant to go to. And then the family all gathers and she picks grandma up. So she leaves work on Friday. She picks grandma up. They go to the restaurant to eat. And she's talking to grandma on her commute. But now she's not running all of these stupid errands that were pointless, you know, and it was that is the getting down to what is really going on what are the emotions? A lot of times there's there's a fear in there, right? And in this case, you know grandma was really, well grandma was lonely and so we address the loneliness in a different way. I don't need to, to take you to the grocery store every single day to help you not feel lonely. I can. Provide company in a different way that isn't exhausting me. So a weekly family dinner is manageable, and calling you on my drive from work for a little catch up every day, I, it, that's manageable. Now I'm no longer exhausting myself, right? And so that's that. That's that top level. So sometimes we can let's let's circle this back, okay? Bullet points here. Some of you are feeling overwhelmed and. You are your uh, productivity and your efficiency is affected because of your people pleasing. You don't want to upset, make people feel uncomfortable, disrupt situations. And so you're carrying all it all, all of it yourself. And oh, there was there's one last scenario which is not about saying no. It's about actually not saying the thing that needs to be said. So you're just holding all of it in yourself. And for that one, I love the quote. Um, when you stay silent to keep you to keep the peace, you create a war within yourself. And so just remember that sometimes we do need to disrupt a situation by saying the thing that needs to be said and letting people deal with that information however they want to. It's actually their response is not our responsibility. If there is a thing that needs to be said, sometimes you just have to say it. Um so that I did forget to bring up that one. <clears throat> that one scenario that's not actually about saying no, it's about actually adding a thing. And so that, but it's connected to this. I'm not gonna disappoint myself. And that's connected to the like, I'm not going to have this entire war within myself because I am afraid of an uncomfortable 10 minute conversation. Like sometimes we just have to have the uncomfortable 10 minute conversation, get the thing out in the world, address it. Now we can all move on, right? Um, That's another thing that can affect your efficiency and productivity. Okay, so we are affected because of how other people are gonna feel. Sometimes- All we need to do is just say no and have our priorities in the right order. Other times we just need to let people be upset with us. It's just that. I'm just gonna disappoint them and their feelings are are their responsibility. And then the third one is sometimes you need to have a conversation about why you're not gonna do the thing anymore. But you wanna make sure you're speaking to the emotion at hand like fear, like loneliness, like what's actually going on here. Um, Speak to the emotion, not the logic, so that you can help the other person still feel safe despite the fact that you're not going to do the thing they want you to do. So hope that was helpful, and I will see you guys back next week. Bye-bye. That's it for today, friends. Thanks so much for joining. I want to remind you to check out the show notes. You will find links to purchase the Unleash Your Favorite Self book and journal. You can always schedule a one on one session with me. It's called a roadmap, and that is where the coaching process begins. And come join me on the socials. I'm on Instagram the most, and the links are down there. So, yeah. And if you're feeling super generous, you could leave me a review on any of the podcast platforms or if you have read the book and you haven't left a review on amazon that would be greatly appreciated too thank you guys so much and i'll be back next week